Welcome to Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we interview technology leaders, trying to share some insight from across the industry with peers and bring you the latest tech news. On today's show, a bit of a Web Summit debrief. I sit down with a few colleagues who are out in Lisbon for the last three days and get their thoughts on the conference, as well as having a quick chat with Eric DeMuth, who is the CEO of Bitpanda. Got to apologise, there's a bit of wind interference in the background, certainly at the beginning of the interview. Stick with it, though. Eric has some really interesting things to say. And then the second half of the show, I'm catching up with Kuhn Janssen, who was a guest just a few months ago from Hyber, and they have a commercial trial, so a bit of a press release stroke bit of tech news to lead you into the weekend anyway that's today's show i hope you enjoy and have a lovely weekend this morning i am joined by ryder barnes the tech talks producer and longtime stig like silent character you can say something hello wow okay that's like the second word you've ever said on the podcast despite being on it for about three years hi everyone i know i know you all very well You've just got back. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You've just got back from Web Summit along with Barney Machin and Mark Kosminski, who've also just got back from Web Summit and worked for Harvey Nash and not our colleagues. How are you feeling? Hello, I am half a man, but I'm entirely here. (laughs) (laughs) You just feel a bit ropey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, I just thought I'd pull everyone together because we have been in Lisbon for the for the last week, and I read an article in the Irish Times this morning. Uh, that says that Web Summit's ungovernable zaniness sets it apart um, and that it's like a 19th century carnival in 21st century clothes is what the Irish Times said about it. Sounds and, about right. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, you know, lots of people hear about Web Summit. Maybe they don't go. It was your guys' first time. Ungovernable, uh, 19th century carnival. Does that kind of feel right? I thought, I thought it was great. It was a lot bigger than, than I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought that the content was good, the speakers were good, um, being a big football fan, people like Eric Cantona, Ronaldinho, yeah. Ronaldo was great. Um, personally gutted that I missed the wrestler Becky Lynch because I'm a big <laughs> WWE fan. Um, but um, I was pleasantly surprised and considering my subject matter is, is SAP, the fact they were presenting there as well, it was extremely insightful that's a fair point though right there is a lot of celebrity glitz and glam there is yeah mm-hmm. is that well Klitschko liked our tweet Dave Klitschko did like <laughs> our tweet when you go on the Tech Talks feed Vlad Vlad you're our mate it is Vlad this is not the brother right no yeah it was, it was Vlad okay cool uh, <laughs> um, like there is a lot of celebrity around it and they're not necessarily tech is that I suppose it draws the crowds in but I, f- I feel mixed about it. I feel really, I felt very strange seeing a running order that has Jaden Smith and Akon on the same bill as CTO Panasonic. Yeah. That felt yeah. unusual. I do also wonder though, like you've got to have, the whole point of Web Summit is PR. Mm. And the PR pull sells the tickets. And I've always thought the reason why it's good is that it, the people who go actually are relevant to the industry. Like the attendees, mm. you have conversations in bars at one o'clock in the morning and they are they are genuinely part of the industry. They are mm-hmm. not just people who are going Seems there because Jaden Smith's there or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I always think people who people have taken the time, most of whom, from what I could tell, I'm seeing stands and speaking to people, they have taken the time to get on a plane and spend probably four working days somewhere and either spend a reasonable sum of money or be gifted that by some you know vendor or connection are interested 
in what they've gone there to kind of see and talk about. Yeah. And I, do you know what I particularly liked about it is the unstructuredness of it. So I think that I, I get a little bit fatigued by the dynamic in the industry of everything being CTOs and vendors and salespeople and account managers and B2B and B2C to find a place that was just awash with people with no particular job titles to find and with really mixed agendas. Talking mm-hmm. to people that have come out there having met 30 investors and 10 potential partners and then have gone and seen something they just found thoroughly entertaining. I think that's great. You spent a lot of time watching the pictures as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Which absolutely. were brutal. They, they were gave no quarter <laughs> and asked for none. It was, it was Dragon's Den-esque. I guess it kind of has to be. I saw some that were, certainly in the semi-finals, that were really, really interesting and looked like really good ideas. Mm. I saw some people, and I won't... I won't name and change, it's unfair, and there's people doing something far more daring than I am, but some people absolutely eviscerated on stage. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a fascinating environment. I suppose, you know, you've got to be up for that. If you're going to put yourself forth for one of those pitching stages, there, you know, it's one of the reasons that a lot of the exhibitors go, and they only get one day there. If you're like an alpha, a beta, or a growth, you yeah. get one day to exhibit out the three days of proper conference. Yeah. And actually, investment is, is a big reason why certainly the alphas are going. I've got to say, though, like, surely even those people that come away and they've not been successful, they must learn a heck of a lot, right? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. You, you might That's have a wonderful experience or, like, a fantastic ability to develop to develop a, project, a product, sorry. Um, but if you, can't, if you can't articulate <laughs> it better than I can at the moment, which is very poorly, um, then you're going to have a hard time selling it. So those people that have had that exposure will probably do better than the next one and better still and better still. Yeah. Is it almost so big that when you've got a global CMO on stage, they're just a little bit on script because they can't say anything too daring because they don't want their share price to tank. Like, they can't it, it, be did like, feel, it did feel that way. That there was, yeah, yeah got to say certain things, tick box exercise. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's still interesting though, right? It's, um, they're, they're getting in front, in front of thousands of people and there's big brand, like for example, what's it, the CTO of um, Amazon. Mm. Yeah. They are huge, mm. as, we, as we know, but some of the stuff they're doing is... There was an example, wasn't it, right? Yeah. We were talking about where you, you'll be able to ring the doorbell and it'll be Amazon that answer the doorbell Amazon and, Alexa. and tell Amazon mm. that nobody is in <laughs> to deliver the package. And their stuff is just like, yeah. Well, Alexa Take just welcomed them in. Oh, it's fine. Come on in. Yeah. We know you. You're not a stranger. Yeah, but speech, that is extremely speech, dominant, isn't it? Speech definitely was a big talking point at the... Um, at Web Summit this year seemed like voice yeah. recognition how, yeah, yeah absolutely a lot of that's how a lot of it's going that way I saw a lot of health and well-being yeah. companies that I hadn't seen in previous years mm-hmm. there had been a massive explosion and actually what, what I've, someone told me this whilst we were out there there were more startups from the UK than any other country there this year wow really I didn't know that yeah that's, that surprises me good mm-hmm. sign though it was a good sign yeah. would you go back yes yeah, yeah I would Definitely. 100%. Well, if that's the case, I suppose it can't be too bad an event, right? Sure. <laughs> and everyone's alive. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, look, thanks for your time, guys. We're going to go into a very quick chat, actually, with someone who's out in Web Summit. Uh, here's just a few thoughts from someone else who's not a colleague and drunk and whatever else, but probably got something a little bit more uh, tangible from it. Uh, and, yeah, enjoy this quick interview. So I'm sitting down at Web Summit with Eric. You Are, are you one of the co-founders or a founder of Bitpanda? Correct. Um, I founded it together with uh, my two partners, Christian and Paul, five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have the unusual role of two CEOs, like a co-CEO of Paul and I. Yeah. And that work 
Perfect. Perfect. So it's more like a like an old married couple uh, how we how we work together. So it's really good. So what is Bitpanda? I've got to be perfectly honest. Before coming out to Web Summit, uh, I hadn't heard of you guys. Yeah, it also is because we are not that strong yet in the UK. It wasn't our focus yet. That will might change in 2020. Um, Bitpanda, you can describe very, very easy at the beginning. It was the absolute easiest way to buy cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, um, for Euro. Yeah. You're in, you're out, like a web shop. You buy something online, this is the same, and then you buy, you buy Bitcoin. And now it evolved a little bit um, to a digital asset platform where you have a lot of digital assets. Um, then we got a PSD2 license, so now you can even pay your invoices with mm. it, uh, wallet services. So there's uh, quite a lot of stuff. It, it kind of got way bigger than I expected from the beginning. That's a, that's a nice problem to have. Then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually it is. Um, but you know what I'm missing? On a personal basis, I miss my own projects. Right. Yeah, so now we're at a, at a time when there's over 160 people in our office in Vienna. Yeah. And I really love to have one project and to start from thinking about it, creating it, to really from the last detail and gets live and everything. But this is missing as, now. As, but as a co-founder though of the business, is there not an element that you don't have to be the person that leads the organization? You could be co-founder, but you could have a CEO and you could go, you know what? I want to get involved in yeah. this part of the business. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to do this. Someone has to, no, 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 no. To be perfectly fair, just because I miss this part doesn't mean I don't like the other part. No, of course. So um, it's a lot of fun uh, to see this growing. Uh, more and more challenges are coming up. Every, it, it doesn't get boring, don't get me wrong. It's, it's the opposite. Every day there's new stuff coming up. So no, 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 I really, really like how it is. So you're talking later. And when we were walking over to, to sit down, you said that um, you wanted to build a FinTech that made money. You felt that was quite novel. And you're speaking on the growth stage. Is that something that you're going to be talking about here? Yes, I will be talking about a very, very rare new concept, let's, let's say, uh, fintech that are actually profitable. I think this is a very new topic. Um, no, but seriously, I think um, our idea was to go fully all in and to put all our savings in there. And then three years ago, we became profitable. And even then, we did not pay us um, any salary. Only when the salary was complete, uh, when the savings were completely gone, then we started to to be fully committed. Yeah. And uh, we think this is super important. And um, now we have a business that can actually scale and makes money. So I don't have the problem of going to VCs every every few months. Why do you think that's not a model more people follow? Excuse me. Why do you think that's a model that not more companies follow? Because most fintechs are looking into different areas that are that were usually covered from universal or full service banks and what they did was they just took the fun part for the customer they just for example took the debit card or mm. like the the normal bank account and made it more digital but this is not the products where bunny uh, where, where banks make money or yeah and um and then the model is usually go as big as possible and then cross sell or get bought you know and I don't think this is sustainable. When I have a passion for something, I'm not a company builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my company and this gets my life. This becomes, sorry, this becomes my life. 
and I want this to grow. I don't want to say like, oh, okay, when 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 do I have to sell it, and when can I sell it? Actually, yeah, yeah. this is not what I uh, what I want to do, and this was never our intention. So look, um, very quickly, uh, I know you're speaking today and then jetting off, but if you've got time, is there anything you're particularly looking forward to seeing yourself here? Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, I arrived um, Sunday evening and uh, very late. And today at noontime, the second day, actually it was opened yesterday officially, yeah. so I can't really see anything. I would have loved to see quite a lot of stuff because there are many, many interesting speakers here, but I can't. So, uh, to be Time honest, constraints. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't really looked at the program because I knew from the beginning. But I it wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can't even make anything. Hey, at least, look, look it's, it's Portugal and it's November and it's blue skies, so that's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, we'd love to have you on the podcast properly sometime soon, but. Thank you for spending a few minutes just for this short segment and uh, enjoy the short time you have and good luck with your talk. Thank you very much. Please stick with us. We're going to head to a very quick break. But as I mentioned in the intro, we do have a piece of technology news due to a press release from one of our former guests. So we're going to be talking to the Hyber CEO, Kuhn Janssen, after this short message. Once a month, Tech Talks opens The Tuck Shop, a YouTube tech news roundup, which is kindly carried by Disruptive Live. Disruptive Live is the UK's first and only 24-7 TV channel for the technology industry. Stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following our regular talk shows broadcast live across the Disruptive Live website and social media channels. You can also catch Disruptive Live at some of the largest global technology events, broadcasting from London, Manchester, Singapore, Dubai, and many more. So I'm joined by Kuhn Janssen from Hyber, a guest who we had on the show probably about six months ago. Uh, you're, you're dialing in from the Netherlands, right, Kuhn? Yes, that's correct. Amsterdam-based. How are you? How is the Netherlands this morning? Um, pretty okay. A little bit foggy, but the uh, sun is shining, so uh, happy well, to be not- up early. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's November, so the sun's shining. That's that's a bonus, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, look, when you came on the show, you obviously talked a lot about Hyber and what, what you guys are trying to do. And as I understand it, press release has been has been put out this week. You now have launched and have started commercial trials on a global scale. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. We are um, basically having the, the network validated and now going live with our customers. So very proud of that moment. So what does that actually mean? Because there may be some people listening who who weren't uh, able to to listen to the show earlier in the year. Yeah, so we at Hyber, we are providing Internet of Things connectivity, which basically means we are capable of reading out your sensors and applications anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And because GSM and IoT connectivity is really restricted to only 10% of the world, we have launched our own satellites, which means that once per day, we can now read out your sensors anywhere around the world. Um, and that is now going live uh, commercially anywhere on all continents, all oceans. And as I understand it, you've got two networks, Hyperband Direct and then also a gateway solution. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct indeed. So the, the beautiful thing is our solution is really low power and low cost. Um, so basically, we can make sure that our modem and antenna is integrated to your solution, and then you can go to the satellite directly. However, for many applications like cattle tracking, for example, you cannot put the antenna in the actual ear tag of a cow. So therefore, the, we also provide LoRaWAN connectivity with a gateway solution. So the cow actually, in that case, talks to the gateway, 
that collects all the data and then sends it through to the satellite as well. Basically being able to, to uh, provide any kind of connectivity required by these kind of applications. So look, you, you and your team have estimated that this market that you're opening up, the idea that you know you, you can get connectivity in the middle of the ocean um, is worth about $100 billion globally. Uh, mm-hmm. You've just started commercial trials. So how many customers do you have on board at the moment who are, who are utilizing the technology that you've got? So we are very proud to have customers on every continent already, even uh, the poles, so to say. Uh, and we have mm-hmm. about 70 of those customers signed up and ready to go. Amazing. And so what look, what are you what are you what are you hoping to achieve out of the commercial trial? Well, of course we want to make sure that these customers do not only start their proof of concepts, but really go into the field, prove that technology is up to their um, expectations and then scale towards the intentions they have all put in their contracts. Okay. Cool. Well, look, it's it's super exciting, especially as we got to talk to you earlier in the year that this is kind of at this this stage now. Um, any predictions for what's next? I mean, obviously, you've got the commercial trial. You've, you've said what you're hoping for from that. What do you think is going to, to follow? Yeah, so, of course, this is a very exciting time. It's going live, really getting the company in operational mode instead of just building the company for three years. Um, but the next thing is basically proving that this is really working from a commercial point of view scaling these contracts and these customers to larger deployments and then really getting more satellites up in space to make sure we can go from a once per day to eventually once per hour service level as soon as we can. Amazing. Well, look, uh, Kuhn, thank you for spending just a couple of minutes and talking through this exciting news. Uh, if anyone wants to find out a bit more about Hyber, why don't you go and have a listen to the podcast we recorded six months ago or obviously go to Hyber's website, um, which is hyber.global. Is that right? That is perfect. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning. No worries. And enjoy your weekend. Thank you.